When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Darcy Swain suspension, right? Mm. He, now, he got six weeks. That I mean, he could have got 12. I felt, I felt like it was bad enough that he probably should have got 12 because it definitely yeah. looked yeah. like he intended to do it. But now that we know that Quintu Pai is out for nine months, there has, of course, that argument's come up again. If it's so obvious and so blatant as to what Darcy Swain did, mm. should he be suspended for as long as the player takes to recover from his injury? Yeah, well, that's, you know, and it, there's valid rationale behind that in, in trying to determine, you know, intent and, and the consequences that it has had on someone like Quinta Pai, emerging player, you know, he's been incredibly successful since getting into the All Blacks, had some breakout uh, couple of seasons, and, and now he's he's a victim of someone else's thuggery. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, he loses massive momentum in his career, possibly jeopardises his opportunity to go to a Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are lots of negatives uh, in the outcome of this. Um, look, I, again, when, when, I, when I look at it, tr- trying to do that objectively, I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, did, did Darcy Swain, was he reckless or was he reckless with intent? Did he have the skill set to go in there on purpose, cause that injury to, injury to Quinta Pye's leg in that split second? Mm. I'm not convinced that he did. I, I felt that he was incredibly reckless and he rolled the dice by going in on that particular angle and at that part of the body Yeah, that something could go wrong. But I don't think he intentionally thought, I'm going to bust his knee. Yeah, it was an interesting one because if he had just gone in with the shoulder, yeah. I would, I'd agree with you. Yeah. But the fact that he wrapped that arm wrapped first, the arm. Yep. that made it look more intentional. Yeah, and, and, but that's that, that, that is a, there's a lot of malice in that. And, yep. and to be able to execute that and do it and effectively take a guy out by busting his medial ligaments and and, 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 and doing that amount of damage, um, you know, there, there, there's I think there's, what I'm saying is I feel there's also, there's an element of clumsiness or fluke in there that he's managed to do that. But, I totally concur with the fact that he's on the wrong angle. He shouldn't be um, reaching in around like that. So whatever he's going to do is going to have some form of consequence and and, and possibly cause damage, you know, because Quintipai did fall as well yeah. backwards because of the weight of uh, other players that were in there. So that helped the situation and it didn't, um, it didn't look great from Darcy Swain's perspective. Look, in a nutshell, uh, he should have got longer. Yeah. Um, I certainly, I don't think you can you can go out and ban him for the same amount of time as Tapai. I, I know how that feels. But as rugby players, when we play the game professionally, uh, look, I, look, I got. I, it took me a while to get over the George Smith. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. That was that was well late, and yeah. my my ribs were exposed, and uh, he just got penalised. That's all he got. But it broke my ribs yeah. and took me out of the Rugby World Cup, uh, and took me out of rugby. Well, didn't take me out of rugby for a massive amount of times because it was the end of the year, but. You know, he, he ruined my Rugby World Cup, and that was early in the game, and we're still in the game. So this is in 2003, if people can't remember, and 
he hit me after I passed the ball and it was that far late that I, I was watching the pass and making my way to the next breakdown when bang I felt that shoulder into my ribs and I was massively exposed and 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 it took me a while mentally to to get over the fact that he was coming at me um, maybe there was a target because that was a, a ploy of ours to use me off the line out as that first receiver we'd done it a lot and I had plenty of options knowing Eddie Jones mm. it's like get up there stop stop it at source, stop Marshall from distributing there. George Smith has come at me hard. He's got his timing wrong. Did he intentionally um, try to break my ribs? No. Did he intentionally try to hurt me? Uh, possibly to a degree, but he probably tried to let, let me know that he's going to be there every time I get that ball. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so you've got to try and take that that's part of the game as well. Yeah. And it took me a while to process that. And George Smith and I would have a good laugh and a beer over it since. But... You know, this is the situation that we're talking about with those two players. You know, it'd be really, really interesting to, th- to know w- how Quintapaya feels about it. Yeah, it would be. Um, and, and what his mental attitude towards Darcy Swain is, you know. You did that on purpose to me. I'm never going to forgive you. And if I get my chance again yeah. in a game, you better watch out for me because I'm going to get you back. Yeah. You totally. know, or is he like, you know, shit happens. This wasn't great. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure he was reckless, clumsy, but I'm not sure he intended to do that to me. Yeah. Don't know. It's so, a hard one. It's a hard it? one, eh? It is, it is. And I think a lot of that goes back to the judiciary because they could have given Swain 12 weeks. He should have got 12. They gave him six. And I didn't understand that. It's too that. light. Yeah. And that's why we're arguing about it now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he had headbutted a palm in the previous test yep. series, right? Yep. So it's not like he didn't have previous this season. You can't yeah. give him leniency for good behaviour. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not not being I'm contradicting myself here because yep. I'm I'm saying I feel the sanction was too light. Yeah. But I don't believe it could be any further than twelve weeks and go into that into that nine that conversation of, you yeah. know, geez, it needs to be three months because Quintapai's got nine. I'm not I'm not on that page. What this all black fifteen means and, and the direction that it's going to take. Is this All Black 15 a team that is going to have Brad Weber and TJ Perinara in the squad because, you know, we're, we're saying they're, they're mm. out of the, the All Black squad at the moment, or is it the sort of squad that's going to have someone like a Cortez Ratama or someone like that more looking to the future than and than blooding the, uh, giving the old guys games? I, I think it will be very much looking to the future. Um, there's, there's certainly no substitute for having experience in a side. And, and you know, playing at Wembley in London... Is, is against, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, one of the, I guess, more exciting teams in the world in the Barbarians um, with a New Zealand coach yeah, uh, who knows New Zealand rugby players quite well is, is, a, is a challenge in itself. Uh, but, you know, I certainly feel that um, this is a time to find out a lot about players. Those mm. players that have been sitting sort of just on, on, on the outer at the moment, haven't been getting lots of minutes, haven't been getting the opportunities possibly... Uh, we might through, uh, see a through Mouldy players in there as well, mm. uh, because you know they they have been very successful lately, and Clayton McMillan's involved. Yeah, that's and true. Have, yeah, but again, how much input do they have in, in getting players here? But yeah, in my mindset, it will be I think it'll be a look towards the future rather than taking too many old bodies there. Yeah, that's another question. Will Scott Robertson be allowed to bring in a couple of? Wow, New Zealand yeah. players into that Barbar's team, you know, say a TJ or someone like well, that. Well, that's right. And he may very well look at someone like TJ Pirinata, you yeah. know, to, to captain his side. Yeah. You know, I, I was very lucky to captain the Barbarians against the All Blacks in 2004, yeah. and it was an incredible experience uh, to, to be able to, to stand there and, and face the Haka and, um, you know, um, take on the All Blacks, you know. And I was still an All Black at the time. Yeah. I played my last season against the Lions in 2005. So, 
you know, knowing TJ, someone like TJ Pierdinata or Brad Weber, they would, if Razor knocked on their door, they'd jump at it. Any player would. Yeah. It would be incredible to take on, um, the, you know, the what the second to third best rugby players in the country wearing a black jersey um, in, in, in a pretty awesome stadium of Wembley. Yeah, damn good, damn good. Chat to Jace Ryan last night. He was down uh, looking at that Canberra Targo game. Did ask him about how many they're taking on that Northern Tour. They're only adding one player. Really? So from 34 to 35. Yeah, so I guess that shows the significance of that uh, that New Zealand 15 or Blacks 15, whatever we're going to call it eventually, uh, that, you know, who who comes in, who misses mm. out? Who's done anything wrong? Um, just for people out there to be aware, I guess, that when, when they named the rugby championship side at the start of the rugby championship and, you know, they dropped obviously the first game against South Africa, et cetera, a barring injury, you can't bring anybody else in. Mm. The, the squads are only able to be tampered with through injury, so form doesn't come into it. You're stuck with what you pick. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see throughout the course of that championship, the players that have had training involved, you know, who, who they feel that they want to keep and whether or not they want to inject some new blood into it or if, they, in fact, they even need to. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do on a few other things too, actually. I'd be keen to get your thoughts on this, Justin. A lot of people... When Damien McKenzie came back, were yeah. like, oh, you know, they they could make like they did for Patrick Tuipilotu, they could make a case to bring him back in, but mm. he hasn't really set the world on fire at Waikato, I don't think. And I, you know, it'd be harsh on Stephen Petafeta to replace him with D Mac at the moment. But do you put Petafeta with Leon so he plays, you know, two eighty-minute games at that level, or do you continue him Good as point. a third uh, ten in the All Blacks? I, I think. Another part of the equation is um, because of in that injury situation, when they name their squad, they do have access to those players. Yeah. What whilst they're in, whilst them being over there is a massive positive. So I think someone like Stephen Pirofeta, he needs to be the starting ten for the the fifteen. Yeah. And if they were to have an injury to Bowden Bad or Richie Moonga, they can just bring him in seamlessly. And he's been in the environment. He needs to be tested at that higher level. So I, I feel he's one of those examples that um, the All Blacks may release him from their squad and they may look at a different balance in that back row where a McKenzie or Anton Leonard-Brown I'm pretty sure will be back in the mix. Fit, yep. um, Damien McKenzie, just briefly on him, he's suffering from uh, Geordie Barrett syndrome which is he's getting played all over the place mm. and, and you just don't get your rhythm enough. And I can understand why Waikato are doing that. You know, sometimes he's at ten, sometimes he's at fifteen, sometimes he's been off the bench. I don't know whether that's they felt he he had a bit of volume of rugby in his system, and they want to keep him fresh. But he's got to he's got to grab a position by the scruff of the neck, and for me, that's fullback. And he's just got to play there week to week to week to week. And I just think him moving from between fifteen and ten is not helping his rhythm at the moment. Yeah, I think I was telling you, Ricardo, that mm. I played in a New Zealand development team, which yeah. was basically an all-black B slash uh, C side uh, in disguise uh, back in 1994, and uh, didn't didn't bother me that it wasn't called the the All Blacks B or the All Blacks 15 or anything like that. You know, the fact that you're representing New Zealand uh, is, is the key thing. So yeah, we, we could we probably go down that pathway, and it would just take out the confusion of them being anything to do with the All Blacks. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know that New Zealand rugby necessarily want to make that. No, uh, I don't, and an I issue. don't think they need to. No, I don't uh, think so either. Because no. um, we've got you know New Zealand divisional teams and um, exactly. what we have done in the past, New Zealand development, New Zealand universities. You know, they don't. They're not the New Zealand University All Blacks. So let, let's just 
make him make him New Zealand B or the New Zealand fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I was at the Rock years or ago. New Zealand Day. New Zealand Day. I was at the Rock years ago, uh, and uh, Robert and John I used to do the drive show there. Yeah, and I was producing them, and it was when they decided New Zealand Rugby Union went. We don't just have the All Blacks anymore. Yes. We have the Maori All Blacks, and we have the All Black Sevens as well. Oh, yes. You know, and, and so we went, oh, if they're throwing the term around, yeah. let's ring them and see if we can be the All Black Drive Show, <laughs> um, which we thought was going to be hilarious. New Zealand Rugby didn't see the funny side I'm of sure it. I'm sure they did not. Uh, no. No. Uh, funnily, yeah. or not funnily, as the case may be. Well, obviously, Andy Hayden, um, he had a, he'd carved himself a real niche, uh, mm. that he, he was very clever, business-minded uh, back in the day, and he, he managed to have the, the classic All Blacks was able to call them the classic All Blacks and run the fern as well yeah. with a black jersey. And uh, yeah, I knew it was always a bit of a thorn in the side of the New Zealand Rugby Union, the fact that he was able to do that. But the, the other side of it, the flip side of it, if you look at it and, and don't get too hung up in it from you know the New Zealand Rugby Union's perspective, as players who were yeah. former All Blacks like me, yeah. who got to be classic All Blacks under that brand was amazing. And we knew it wasn't the All Blacks, yeah. but we knew it was us old-timers, golden oldies-type style rugby. Yeah, uh, We had worn the fern before, so we felt that we should be able to wear it again Yeah, you've earned the fern. Uh, and, and be called All Blacks, but classic All Blacks. So, yeah, Andy did an amazing job there, and, um, you know, uh, what he, he formulated and the opportunities he gave retired players was sensational. This NPC's been, I think, one of the best that I remember. Most competitive. Yeah, so even. It's a, anybody mm. can beat anybody. Um, actually, on that, um, Bryn Gatlin, you mentioned him. Is he, a, is he a smoky for the All Black 15? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's no doubt that when you look across the board in terms of first fives in the country, unless you're going to go down the pathway of a Fergus Burke, who's been very good for Canterbury, mm. very, very good, and he's obviously in the Crusaders as well, and and as 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 very much probably a future prospect, uh, you know, you, if you go for uh, someone like Bryn Gatlin, who had a really good Chiefs season, uh, he's in sensational form for North Harbour. It, it's it's where they 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 see this tour as being, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, do do they see any future whatsoever in Bryn Gatlin? Oh, I, like I'm not sure of his age. He'd be late twenties. I would have thought twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, but that's the same age as Richie Moonga. Um, I think Richie's twenty-eight, twenty-nine as well. So God, you're throwing it out there, and it's actually a really good. It's a really good um, question, Ricardo, uh, to to know exactly where they, you know, throw throw their eggs in yeah. terms of um, players that they feel are already developed. Uh, yeah. You know, or or do they feel that they want to see them in that environment? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see mm. what that to- that team looks like. Mm. Um, Twenty seven is how Bryn Gatlin is at the moment. Yeah, so he's by no means ancient. No, exactly. Still and got plenty of time. Am I right in thinking that I've heard a lot of chat from? I don't know if it's about or from uh, Richard Mwanga, um about him kind of thinking that after this World Cup he might disappear off- offshore. Yeah, I think there's been some speculation out there, uh, yeah. and you know, the, I guess there's you're talking about a guy that would have been to his second Rugby World Cup and uh, has done a lot in the game. He's he's had a lot of success with the Crusaders and and Canterbury and and the All Blacks. Uh, might be looking for uh, something else to to motivate him. So, 
I guess the other question is someone might be able to answer it out there for mm. for us, or you you could probably Google it. Um, but I wonder if Bryn Gatlin's why wouldn't he be available for Wales? Well, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I would have thought he would have played for Wales by now if he was available. Yeah, I would have thought that too. He would have definitely done the time there. Yeah. Um, in in terms of probably qualifying because he he basically grew up there, and I would imagine that he's he's got a British passport. Yeah, I would have thought well, so. Well, my children do put it that way. Yeah, uh, and I was I was there six years, but. That, there's a question. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there's a question. <laughs> I mean, if you're in Michael Liner's shoes, you know, he's got one boy that's going to play for England and, that's right. and, and another one that wants to play for Australia. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, there's another guy that I bumped into in South Africa who's got a pretty good footballer and he's got good uh, genes as well mm. uh, that could end up putting on a white jersey and that's Zinni's boy. Oh, really? Yeah. He's in the system over there, so... Uh, Yep, there's a few that are starting to crop up now that, that their kids are getting old enough. Yeah. They used to be uh, great All Blacks. Flying, mm. flying back here, flying back here. Yeah, I know. He is a Lucy as well. So. Oh, mate, there, cause there's something that hurts. Even more than seeing, you know, we've had plenty of Kiwis who have played for Australia, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, that, and that doesn't hurt as much as I don't think has seen a Kiwi wearing an English jersey. No, that's right. No. Yes, that is is hard work. (laughs) That is very hard work. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.